Welcome to the India Fintech Diaries, the only podcast focused exclusively on the Indian fintech market. I'm Elroy. And I'm Heman. In each episode, we dive into the latest trends, ideas, innovations, business models, and personalities that are shaping India's fintech landscape. We also invite amazing guests who are innovators and industry players that are driving the change that is helping make financial services more modern, innovative, and inclusive in India. Come join us as we explore the changing landscape of fintech in India. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the India Fintech Diaries. Our last episode took a look into the exciting world of neobanks, and today we thought we'd navigate the world of retail neobanks. If you haven't heard our previous podcast yet, I highly recommend giving it a listen. I'm your host, Elroy, and along with my co-host, Hemant, we have a very special guest with us today for you. I'm super excited to have Vinay Bagri, who is the co-founder and CEO of NEO, as a special guest today. Welcome to India Fintech Diaries, Vinay. Uh, thanks thanks a lot, Elroy and Hemant, for having me. Vinay, I actually have a confession to make. Uh, I've been one of, the, one of the biggest fans of your products. Uh, it started right with my uh, association with the Global Card product. And uh, that entire product was actually fabulous. I never used the that easy to use travel card products so far. And using it, I've often wondered what's been your overall philosophy behind it. And uh, I'm sure your background as a banker must have definitely played a, a huge role in how your products were actually set up. So maybe you could uh, give our listeners a view of your background and also give us a view of the philosophy that actually went behind and starting Neo. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Elroy, so much for using our product. It is always uh, uh, very satisfying uh, to hear a customer talk about uh, you know the product. Nothing can be better for a um, uh, you know, for somebody who has thought of that product more than a direct customer testimony. Uh, so thanks a lot for using it and uh, glad you uh, were able to find value in it. Now, in terms of, uh, you know, how the product came about, came about and um, what uh, what we at Neo think when we are building product, we just go a little, uh, as you said, a little into my background. I was, um, uh, you know, working with banks most of my professional life. Uh, started uh, with a brief stint with ICICI, then largely uh, almost a decade with Stanchart uh, on both sides of balance sheet. Um, I was giving loans, um, you know, in a, in a vertical which was giving loans till 2008-2009. Uh, then I thought maybe it's a it's a better idea to, uh, you know, take deposits rather than give loan after the financial uh, yeah. crisis. <laughs> yep. So uh, 2009 onwards, I I switched to other side of balance sheet which is liabilities where. Uh, you know, I was heading salary account business for some time or any kind of savings account, current accounts were getting opened. Uh, I did that for multiple years at Stanchart. Uh, then I moved on to ING Vyasha uh, doing uh, salary account business there. And then finally, it was taken over by Kotak. And then, um, uh, you know, I was always thinking that in terms of value addition, uh, which can be done for certain segments in banking, uh, because uh, a typical bank is a, a very large behemoth with multiple verticals. So sometimes there are certain segments which you are not able to serve that well. Or there are certain segments which, because overall cost is loaded across segments, it doesn't make uh, commercial sense uh, for a bank to do, do those segments. So I, I thought that maybe, uh, you know, I can take a shot at it, um, try and, uh, you know, get outside the banking system, uh, yeah. try and develop deep tech, and uh, the regulations are such that eventually I will have to work with partner bank, but then, uh, you know, we can really build great customer experiences on top mm-hmm. of the strong regulatory mm-hmm. framework uh, or the top, uh, you know, top class backend, which, uh, you know, banks have created. Yeah. 
so with that thought process elroy we started neo uh, and as we started just a few months into the uh, business demonetization happened and that's where our first you know big product came into the market which was a salary account for blue collar employees uh, so this particular segment uh, is very um i would say uh, you know from a financial perspective unless your cost is dramatically low uh, it is very difficult to make money uh, in a blue collar salaried space and uh, uh, you know tip, for a typical bank it is very difficult to kind of profitably serve this customer yeah, that's also because some of the acquisition costs are pretty high for them and the servicing cost also gets very high at that ticket size right yeah the acquisition cost is high service cost is high and then the in typical banks there is a lot of allocated cost which comes which is nothing yeah. to do really with the product right. and unless uh, you know you yeah that's to do with the fancy offices and other stuff that they have yeah of course you know you have you have offices in marine drive and all that so naturally everything is going to somebody is going to pay for it right Right. So, so, um, uh, so we 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 try to create a completely um, you know digital uh, uh, low cost infrastructure uh, okay. partnered with uh, banks like Yes Bank, DCB to roll mm. out products for these set of customers. Where because our cost was I would say fraction a, a very small fraction what a typical bank's cost would be, both on tech uh, and most of the things were so, sold um, uh, you know through. uh product and tech development and we 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 were able to finally roll out a product which was reasonably priced where we did not uh, uh, you know lose money and customer saw a lot of value uh, na- naturally that product became a big success and we have around 1.5 million users uh, who are today on that product and we are the largest player in the market today uh but that that product is very much under the radar because you know people like us don't see that product it is more for uh, yeah, right. you know manufacturing segment and really really uh, i would say financial inclusion uh that kind of segment um, uh, you know on that product but then uh, 2018 is when we launched um, you know the global travel card and which is what you enjoyed and um uh, you know the thought behind that elroy was that uh if you look at a travel segment it is it was the segment before pandemic came which was growing the fastest among any retail segment in the country everybody with this advent Correct. of uh, instagram and facebook uh, right. you know you really want to go different places in the world and want to post your photos from there uh, so you know the the outdoor travel especially leisure travel was just dramatically increasing in india and uh, you know it was projected that you know at that time when we started around 20 million indians were leaving the shores every year and it was projected to go to 50 million uh, by 2022 so a very very lucrative uh, large segment and in that uh, the the typical multi currency card the forex card was a very very painful uh, costly product both painful and costly so very rarely you get a situation where you can solve for two things together uh, and, and that was the genesis behind neo global card uh, we were thinking on two lines that one let us create a product which is absolutely seamless very easy to use at the same time you know the the core uh, business philosophy for us has been that we will only do products where customers can see real value it is not that i will give you some coupon or you know some mm. scratch card which will lead to nothing but mm. you know every time you do you uh, bank with us uh, we will try and give you some real genuine value uh other than the the pure beautiful experience and global card was i i, w- I would say a perfect storm 
it combined both beautiful look and feel of the mobile app uh, and a, a real value in terms of zero forex markup and naturally it was an instant ha- uh, hit uh, we have around 200000 users now at one, who have taken uh, you know global card at one point or other yeah i think vinay that product is amazing and let me tell you elroy is lying when he says he was just the adopter he was a massive influencer as well i think you owe some referral fee definitely to him <laughs> because when we were working together he used to walk around the office and wherever someone is traveling he was like have you used this card i'm using this card this is amazing and i must tell you that i started <laughs> because elroy referred it to me but i of course he got some 100 rupee cash or something for it but i've really enjoyed the card <laughs> and i've been using it very very frequently in fact i have uh, surrendered all my forex cards now but now you've also launched a very interesting product with idfc first bank now vinay and also yeah. it has a very catchy marketing campaign on 007 so tell us yeah. more about this product and the fascination with the secret agent for your marketing <laughs> campaign <laughs> yeah so yeah, all of us um, uh, at, at least me have been all I, i'm sure huge fans of 007 yeah, right from, you know shaking our vodka martini to <laughs> 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 to think that's right. right. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the thing Hemant uh, was that we realized that customers really loved um, uh, Global Card, and uh, al- almost entirely our business was based on referrals, thanks to uh, you know folks like Elroy. Uh, but what we were uh, what we realized is that people they loved our product so much that they would keep tons of money uh, on the card. and because the card was right. uh, on a back of a current account kind of a setup uh, we were not able to give any interest to the customer for the money which was kept with us got it yeah so in a way uh, you know we realized that the customer may be losing out and then second we thought that if we can give a customer a full fledged uh, savings account along with uh, the the benefits which were there in the travel card in terms of the beautiful app uh, your atm mm-hmm. locator currency currency and all these features uh we, we we thought that it will be more value added to the customer and maybe we can completely disrupt the savings account market so that was the idea behind uh, you know launching uh, the product so initially the product hemant uh, was 07 which is zero forex markup and for mm-hmm. all the money parked there which is unutilized we give you 7% interest idfc of course offers the best possible interest rate on a savings account in country and that's why you know we partnered with them and then when you know one one day me and my uh, uh, you know chief marketing officer vinit we were just discussing that 007 is fascinating fascinating is there a way we can add another zero to it and then you know it will become 007 which is uh, <laughs> uh, you know really something uh, i am quite passionate about and i'm sure people would love it um, uh, is what our thought was and then we we started hunting about what will be the best zero uh, to add value to the customer and after a lot of research Uh, we realized that a zero commission mutual fund is another thing which is really value additive because even today majority of mutual funds are still in regular funds uh, are lying in the regular schemes which means that you are effectively paying around 1.5 2% for no reason to your broker correct, correct. and uh, uh, you know I, i really don't know why people do that similar to the stuff that you know people keep money in, uh, in banks which give you 3 3.5% savings interest again there is very really little logic why you do that when you've got banks with higher interest so um, we combined this together so we bought a wealth management company just to make the 007 happen uh, fortunately for us always uh, was yeah. was uh, looking for an mna and uh, we loved the founders uh, mm-hmm. very very uh, smart people very committed people uh, very customer centric just like us 
and uh, you know uh, we proposed they accepted so it was a great marriage <laughs> that uh, that came about and uh, that's how the 007 came in yeah kudos to your marketing team when i think it's a pretty good campaign it is catchy uh, and definitely very intriguing uh, i was saying that uh, you know we we didn't expect the kind of response we it started with a waitlist and then suddenly we had 100000 people on the waitlist and there was no way on earth service uh, <laughs> with our infrastructure so unfortunately we had to say to no to 95000 people and we onboarded only 5000 because if, you know if the experience uh, goes okay. bad uh, mm. you know that's the last thing you want in a bank account yeah yeah i remember i remember that because i think i was waitlisted for about a month before i finally got <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we had never expected that kind of response so it was overwhelming uh but yeah it was slightly sad that we couldn't service everybody yeah and the seven percent interest is actually pretty market leading in fact i don't think even fixed deposits should get you that kind of uh interest and you just don't have the actual locking in the money but i'm curious about one thing though uh normally what happens in these kind of products is customers just tend to park their money there and then they never transact so do you find your customers following this behavior and how do you actually solve for this yeah that that's another great question and and that's the you know one of the reasons to do uh, a 007 instead of pure zero forex marker because what we realized that significant amount of money and uh, when i say significant you know it is really really large amount of money was lying on our um, uh, you know travel product where customers because they you know uh, they just love the product and you know they thought whenever they'll travel they will use it again and you won't believe it that in pandemic actually the balances have gone up and we are completely shocked i mean why would people do that but you know that's the behavior but you are right what right. what it was happening was it was looked as a international travel product and which is why even though there was significant money uh, lying on the account even though the uh, the card worked equally well uh, in india uh, people were uh, kind of not using it and then we when we did more research we realized that you know indian spend pattern has changed completely people no longer uh, uh, you know when you are using the money domestically you no longer want to swipe your card you want to do upi based payments you want to do right. google yep. pay you want to do phone That's pay right. yeah uh, and that is like a humongous chunk of transactions actually are uh, upi based and our global card product did not have uh, that facility Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why uh, you know when we came in with a 007 full savings account we brought in upi also and along with it we brought uh, a lot of spend uh, related um, uh, you know innovations to ensure that if people spend money in india we should give them something different so for example there is a spend analyzer which kind of uh, you know tells you where you're spending you can set your budgets uh, then another uh, you know market leading thing we introduced is that something called as auto invest that when you are spending some money uh mm. to uh, agree to it we will round it off to the nearest 100 take that amount and then invest in a mutual fund of your choice so ah, that's a nifty uh, feature for a millennial who <laughs> normally yeah, don't absolutely. tend to save <laughs> yeah so you know you are automatically saving and it is uh, you know almost like you don't feel so bad spending correct because you know that little bit of it will get saved as a project <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so we 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 did some of these innovations and the results have been phenomenal uh, the 5000 users who we onboarded uh, their activity rate uh, rate on the card is uh, much better than a normal debit card uh, the average balance on the account is at least 2x of the industry average uh, on the cards and uh, you know of course the number of times they interact with the app is at least 3 to 4x 
of what they will do with a normal banking app so yeah it has been a phenomenal mm-hmm. success all the um, uh, you know um, uh, metrics which we had in mind when we were launching the product have actually been met Hmm. So Vinay, uh, I think today no discussion or no podcast is complete without a discussion on COVID. And uh, yeah. you have not only survived COVID, but you have gone ahead and launched a product during that time. And I'm very sure that it must not have been very easy. So why did you walk us through? How did you decide to launch a product? What led to that decision uh, during these times, actually? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, COVID, uh, Elroy Hemant, is is a really difficult time for uh, for everybody, and we are we are we were no different. Um, you know, uh, the two core products we had, one was travel and naturally nobody's traveling. Uh, so right. that business from, uh, you know, growing at 400%, 500% a year uh, practically came to a standstill. And then we had a salary a payroll business, which was dependent on migrants. And all of us mm-hmm. are aware what happened to migrants in lockdown. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very, very Correct. bad situation. But, uh, you know, we were very, very presently surprised with the resilience of uh, Indian uh, blue-collared salaried employees and the the SMEs. Uh, so as we speak today, uh, we are doing our highest ever business. Um, wow. So we are really, really very, very happy with the kind of rebound which has happened on that segment. Uh, on the travel segment, of course, there is no rebound and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. And that's when we decided that, uh, you know, looks like the problem is going to be here for at least two years, if not more. Uh, so it will be prudent for us to look at, uh, you know, use the expertise which we build on the travel card to convert it to a full-fledged co-branded savings account. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a difficult journey. It is a, we were the first, uh, we are still the one and the only uh, fintech to do a co-branded uh, savings account with a bank. Uh, so thanks a lot uh, to IDFC, very, very forward-looking partner bank. Uh, but yeah, both teams, IDFC and NEO worked uh, practically, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day uh, for three to six months to make it happen. It was not easy, uh, but in a way, COVID helped that, you know, nobody had, had anything else to do. Uh, no <laughs> holidays to take, no one, no way to travel. <laughs> That's a very positive spin to it. I, mean. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the only thing you could do was basically work. Uh, so yeah, productivity has been phenomenal. Uh, you know, big, big uh, shout out to our tech and product team. But yeah, you know, they really made uh, this, uh, uh, you know, difficult time uh, actually very, very productive. And that's actually pretty interesting, uh, Vinay. And uh, while COVID had uh, gave you a lot of challenges in actually rolling it out, even otherwise, it's pretty difficult to run a new banking business in India. And you've actually done phenomenally well, like you just mentioned, right? Reaching 1.5 million customers on the new Bharat platform. So why don't you walk us on some of the scaling challenges or the operational challenges that you might have had while actually building a platform to this scale? Uh, yeah, uh, Elroy, so it is, um, you know, one is see this whole neo-banking thing is slightly a, a, a misnomer in a way that the real neo-bank is, um, you know, if you really have a banking license. And in India, there is no class of license which can be truly categorized as a neo-bank, unlike, let's say, Europe and Singapore, that's uh, correct. Hong Kong, Australia, right. you were mentioning. So the only choice for India, uh, for fintechs who want to do, um, you know, kind of a consumer-facing uh, banking product is to partner with uh, some like-minded banks. And that is the most difficult uh, thing to execute. Because banks have to trust you, and rightly so. I've been a banker. I've been on the other side of the table 
so you know the the risk of partnering with somebody unknown uh, and opening up some of your systems to them uh, you know as a banker i would also be very wary about it uh so uh, other than that you know once you are able to uh, develop a mutual trust uh and and develop a, a relationship which is a win win relationship for all the three important stakeholders in this business which is partner bank uh us and the customer uh all three if they win uh and you are able to uh, kind of uh, um you know think of a product like that from that mindset then you can actually have a long long standing relation with the partner bank and from then on uh you know it is not so easy to market it because uh, there is it's a very very massive market in india you've got 300 million at least customers uh, who would benefit from better um, banking products uh so market is not a challenge finding a niche is not a challenge the biggest challenge is successfully partnering and maintaining that partnership for a long time so with yes bank for example our partnership is almost 5 years now with dcb it is 4 years and uh, you know it is running uh, strong because of mutual trust uh, which both of us ha- have with each other so when i uh, picking up the on the point of regulation i would like to double click on that uh, following on that what do you think are the steps or things uh, which our regulator can bring in so m- to make life a little more easier for the neo banks or digital only banks as we progress as you rightly pointed out singapore philippines australia uk things have been slightly more easier in those countries so w- what what are the top 3 things that you think could be uh, done to make the journey slightly easier for the neo banks yeah so hemant uh, uh, if you look at three things the the first uh, thing but and the most difficult one of course mm-hmm. is a license itself a category of license right now as you would realize that uh, you know our central bank already this decade has given two category of licenses small bank and payment bank correct uh, small bank licenses have worked beautifully um, mm. it is it is good for everybody who is involved including the customers of the small banks uh, payment bank license was i would say a, a not so successful um, uh, experiment but anyway the intentions were very good so once you know these two uh, category have been introduced uh, i'm sure they will they will need some time before they can come up with a third category but that will be the ideal thing that if we right. come up with one more category of licenses which is similar to what's happening across the world so that's if you were to say what our ask would be that is a top ask mm-hmm. uh the second thing is that you know in in terms of this whole fintech and banking partnerships um you know there are certain things which are uh you know which are regulatorily clearly uh, written there are certain things which are not so clear so guidelines can become more clear uh, around such partnerships uh especially on the uh, savings account current account uh, side then that will be also very helpful that it will give kind of a space uh for few years uh for players like us to operate uh, uh you know without any um uh, worry yeah when because that point has been highlighted by multiple neo banks that i have spoken to because as you rightly said the digi bank license might take time but even if it can be clarified how that partnership could work that would be a massive massive help to simplify things at least till the banking specific digital banking specific license comes up yeah yeah and the third one of course is um, you know uh, if you look at europe the open banking framework where right. uh, you know banks are kind of obligated uh, to share information if a customer wishes um, so that's that's another thing which is in a way coming with account aggregator if that can be fast tracked right. uh, yeah. you know make life faster 
then that will be also um, uh, you know a, a large step towards um, you know allowing fintechs like us to serve customers better true true i think nbfc account aggregator is a massive and a very good step in that direction uh, where we start democratizing data but also democratizing lending as the next layer of it but uh, when you also shifting to a slightly lighter note uh, we have spoken about covid uh, in, in the situation of business and all but on a personal level is there a new skill that you have picked up during that time or or have you started reading more for example in my case i started cooking but after i leave my kitchen it looks like more a crime scene than a kitchen <laughs> so anything that you have picked up during these times yeah i mean one thing i've surely picked up is to live without travel so i'm like a complete travel buff and uh-huh. uh, you know and uh, yeah to so to live without travel itself is a a new experience i would <laughs> <laughs> which is your favorite country when i to travel to actually it is europe uh, and uh, in europe I, you know typically the way i travel is just land anywhere and then catch a train uh, ah. with a 21 day 30 days euro rail pass and then yeah. take wherever the day takes you kind of thing so oh that's that sounds very adventurous and interesting uh, yeah so that's been uh, one thing but i think um, uh, i've not got a chance to read too much because i've been like extremely tied up because multiple launches Uh, we've Correct. been really really busy actually uh, we worked i think definitely i can speak for me my co-founder and our tech and product team and marketing team i think we've definitely worked more than what we were working pre covid now uh, mm. in the last 6 months uh, uh, but but yeah in terms of skills which i have picked up uh, I, i would say uh, yeah cooking but very similar to you hemant it, it doesn't <laughs> uh, i won't like to eat what i cook so <laughs> 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 so take a look at the future now right uh, you know today everyone uh, pretty much wants to spend save invest uh, have fun outside but pretty much no one wants to actually visit the bank branch in fact very recently i had uh, this old forex card that was lying around i finally decided to encash it and then when i tried to reach out to the bank they said the only way you can do that is by walking in and i'm just flabbergasted that as to how in today's day and age you don't have a digital means to do that Yeah. And this entire problem is pretty much well well summarized by uh, Brett King, one of the prominent thinkers in fintech. He basically says that in the future, banking will be everywhere and never at a bank. So, how do you think that the Indian uh, banking landscape is going to shift, say, in the coming next two or three years? Uh, will it go more towards this direction, or do we see a shift in some other way? I think it already started a few years back uh, when I was, um, you know, doing banking. Uh, with standard and uh, ing and kotak uh, we we would see uh, especially salaried uh, customers uh, very 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 rarely would they walk into a branch because everything is available and unless you really want to operate a locker uh, you know I, i really can't imagine why would anybody walk into a branch and covid has just accelerated the process by i would say half a decade or decade because not only the uh, the early adopters of non branch life now basically nobody wants to get into a branch see and anyway nobody ever wanted to really go to the branch but it was just some <laughs> habit uh, uh, you know because of which people were going uh, but with covid the fear coming in uh, you know you don't want to go to a branch you don't want to see your rm uh, you want to do everything yourself and uh, you know unlike cooking uh, if you do, do banking yourself you will 99% time save money save time and emerge a much more smarter uh, smarter uh, you know a smarter person financially 
So, uh, uh, you know, so life has changed completely. Things have got really accelerated. Banking is not going to be the same again. If tomorrow uh, COVID were to like magically disappear, even mm-hmm. then the number of people who are visiting the branches, my guess is at best will be 20% of what it used to be in the peak uh, pre-COVID era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, Elroy and Vinay, someone asked me, um, what is the most horrifying memory of childhood that I have? And I told them that it is visiting a bank branch. I was really terrified and horrified of stepping into a bank branch because there was a pen tied to a table. There was multiple slips placed there. I just didn't know what to do and which window to go to. Yeah, but I don't think no one, you're right, Vinay, no one really wants to visit a branch ever, right? Heavens, which have changed so dramatically that you can't even imagine. So when I opened my first trading account to do some kind of trading in a stock, I remember I had to sign at least 100 plus times. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I opened my second uh, stock trading account a few weeks back on my own platform. And it was just four clicks. You forget about signatures. Just four mm. clicks. So, uh, you know, the, the from a financial products, not only savings account, but your trading account, your mutual fund account, um, your life insurance, everything has changed so dramatically that it was right. unimaginable, uh, you know, pre-COVID and uh, definitely a few years ago, nobody could have believed that way. And which is why if you look at uh, the number of digital accounts opened uh, now compared to where we were six months ago, across the spectrum of uh, BFSI, whether it is stocks, whether it is uh, banking accounts, whether it is insurance accounts, whether it is uh, you know loan account or anything, it is just dramatically changed. And it is not never going to go back uh, to the same thing again. True, true. Uh, these are these are going to be very interesting times ahead, uh, Vinay. But uh, also to look at from your point of view. So, can you give us a peek into the future strategy for Neo? What is what are you most excited about nowadays? Because you have just anyways launched a product and it is scaling uh, at a really really fast pace. So, what's what's in uh, in in view for the future for Neo? Uh, so, Hemant, uh, we are very very aggressively hiring in tech and product. Okay. Uh, we think that. Uh, with the habit of a customer changing and changing for good, um, there is going to be like a almost like a a perfect storm uh, for anything digital in banking. And we would really want to be in the forefront of innovations across products. So we are we what we are trying to do, uh, Hemant, is just build products which are beautiful and build products which add value. Uh, right. Whether it is uh, mutual fund on our platform with like auto invest and these nifty features or uh, making domestic stocks available on our uh, platform uh, for our users or making international stocks available on our platform for our users uh, or, or thinking of any such thing uh, which is uh, related to money management and making it mm. really simple, easy, value additive. Uh, so I, I think next two, three years, we are just going to be uh, you know, completely focused on uh, product development. Let me put it this way. That, that makes sense because the way it is uh, it is coming up in my mind, the way you explained it, it, seems like you are going to ensure the financial well-being of your customers. So every financial product which is required to maintain and uh, improve the well-being of your customer, financial well-being of your customer, that, that seems to be a one-liner strategy, if I may so say so. 
right yeah absolutely hemant uh, uh, you know financial well being of a customer uh, you know to give him a transparent uh, bfsi experience and also really thought through ui so the when he yeah. uh, you know if he, he should not go to my app and completely get confused about what it's all about <laughs> so it really really uh, simple um, uh, not non intimidating simple uh, way to do banking now because today if you look at any bank app no it's literally like they taken every option they have and tried to squeeze it somewhere in the menu so basically what they have done is they have taken the website a lot of banks some of them are good but most of them have taken the website and taken all the options and put it into an app so it was not done for an app it was a website converted to an app that's really very well put hemant really very well put i mean that's how uh, if you look at the colors also they're so jarring you, you open a, a typical bank app and it just scares you exactly yeah absolutely so to that point when i uh, i i with every fintech or whoever is in fintech there are companies that we look up to or get inspired from for example for me it is stripe which are one or two companies that you you are really um, excited about and um, track them in a way yeah so uh, if you look at outside india uh, there are few companies who have done a phenomenal job naturally um, we we love to look at them uh, so robinhood is one transferwise mm-hmm. is another um revolut is another uh, new bank from brazil is is phenomenal so these are three four fintechs across the world who i'm i'm sure everybody would be really really um, you know quite quite inspired by uh closer home in india uh, if you look at some products which which i think are brilliant uh, so uh, you know one of them would be uh, et money i think they've done a mm. great job on mutual funds um the recently uh, uh you know one of my uh, friends has launched a fintech uh, of a credit card called one card um ah, that product yeah. is very 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 well thought through uh then you have uh, another company in the mutual fund uh, space called grow i think their product mm. is also very very nice uh so yeah i think these are two three companies i would say who have built products with uh, with customers Uh, experience and customers value in mind one last thing when i our listeners i have i think have really got an impression on understanding of the how what the new product of uh, new is the question is how do we get to register for it how do we get access to that product <laughs> uh, yeah so hemant uh, uh, you know right now the the product is live you can download the app and apply uh, just to ensure that uh, you know we 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 service some limited customers we have kept yeah. an entry of uh, a payment gateway you would make a 10000 rupee deposit uh, right. and sign up uh, for a 10000 average balance account uh, to start with that that sounds good when i think i'm sure our listeners would be more than happy to either, uh, pay those 10000 rupees and get access to your product after listening yeah, to yeah, the podcast yeah i promise to uh, give them the value worth it but also yeah. we are we are working with um, uh, with some partner banks to um, uh, to to um, maybe launch similar product but which uh, with the lesser uh, friction on on getting on board it awesome uh, so thank you vinay for joining us today i hope it's been as engaging and enjoyable for you as it has been for us and our listeners uh, thanks a lot himant thanks a lot elroy uh, really enjoyed uh, this conversation so that's it from us at india fintech diaries this week do see the show notes for more details on new and hope to see you soon on our next episode <laughs>